Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast. This is episode number nine. Today, I'm here with uh, Kish, Cody, Graham, and myself, Luke. And I'm very happy to announce that we are actually on Spotify now at with the same um, name as the Instagram page. So you should be able to pull it up real quick. And that is Blue Collar Off-Road with a three for the E. Uh, Want to dive into this week's weekly recap, Cody or Graham? Yeah, so I mean, uh, this week really didn't do too, too much. Uh, just pretty much cleaned out the Jeep a bit more. Uh, I got axle shafts rolling around. I have wheel bearings rolling around. Stuff that just, in reality, really does not need to be back there. Uh, I'm actually considering prepping up a little box to replace the space where my back seat was, making it out of wood so that way I have a more functional toolbox, if you will, but just a more safety feature so that way if I have extra parts or extra tools, they don't go jingling around down trail if I end up flipping this thing over or just doing something dumb. But other than that, that's about it. I mean, for a group of guys with the sign-off of, like, keep it rubber side down or something along those lines, we do talk about the uh, inevitable issues that come up with uh, the lack of a roll cage quite often. Well, well, when a, a littler Jeep goes hanging out with you bigger guys, it does seem that uh, the 35s don't fit in the same holes as the 40s do. So when I drop down six inches Amen. more than... Or four <laughs> inches more, if you will, but depending on squish factor... Um, they just they drop in a bit more than a forty would. So sometimes rolling the uh, the old shit boxes, the inevitable. So interesting little side note. I was at the shop this week and I had the tape measure out. Um, that the nittos compress so much at five psi that I have the same tire or the same theoretical height as a thirty five. If you measure off the hub, it's seventeen and three quarters to the center of the hub. And the tire huh. measures up to 37.8 inches tall at, like, 6 PSI. So. That's uh, pretty cool. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have guessed that. I know that you get, gen- generically, it's, like, what, half an inch based off of every inch of tire. But that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it squishes a lot. Graham, you do anything? On my own stuff, no. Uh, the interesting thing that I did do was I went um to rhode island with my dad and we picked up a rocket 350 to replace the one that we have in our uh, 72 delta 88 oldsmobile and the motor we had in it was nothing it, it still ran but i think i've complained about it before maybe not on the podcast but it's had this nasty tick for a while and we were pretty sure it's a wrist pin or something we haven't taken the other motor apart yet but this motor just popped on facebook marketplace 1500 bucks it's got 5000 miles on it it's got a mild cam it's already just based on looks alone way better um built than the one that was in it I mean, the motor that we got in the in the thing originally was i mean they built it quote unquote but it was it wasn't built well you could tell like they've got wires running through um the bell housing to get to the starter cuz they didn't want to lengthen it like 2 inches and they had just a whole bunch of Mickey Mouse bullshit that was going on with that motor. So this new one should be cool. We just got to get a couple things. It was missing a torque converter bolt. So probably part of the knock. It wasn't all of it, but uh, that solves one of the knocks. And yeah, that's really all I did. 
Yeah, I dealt with a lot of that when I had the AW4 in my 98 after the accident I was in with it. It messed up one of the dowels, and for some reason it kept shooting out flex plates, and um, the bolts wouldn't stay tight, so me and Richie learned how to uh, get real good at swapping those. Yeah, we yeah. did. It doesn't sound fun. Nah, it wasn't, and then we replaced the dowel pins, and suddenly the motor was good. Kish, you doing anything hmm. this week? No. I ended up getting called into work over the weekend for an emergency. So between all the uh, stuff from Christmas and a lot of overtime I've been collecting, I was actually planning on ordering uh, brackets and shit to do one-ton swap stuff. But then this morning I got a call from fraud detection. Fraud the, uh, the the fraud people, whatever they're detection. called. Detection. Yeah, fraud detection agency. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, someone stole my uh, debit card numbers. And so now I don't have a debit card for a couple weeks. It's from all the porn, son. You gotta get off the porn. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... It's, I just get so lonely. <laughs> don't you literally sleep next to your wife every night? We bum, have bum, different bum. sleep schedules. <laughs> 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 no, but seriously, though, you know, it's, shit happens, you know. So it sucks, but it just means I'm unfortunately not going to be ordering any parts for a couple weeks. Yeah, so I, I'll just, I'll just I, stockpile the money. I feel that. I, uh, as I talked last week about the chromos, had some unexpected bills pop up that are now sucking money from me. So now I got, I, I mean, I'm still like three quarters of the way there, but still like the money that I set aside, I had to like slowly like grab a little from, grab a little from. And I'm like, God damn it, man. I like just got myself to like a good point where I could get myself some fucking chromos. And so it feels the same where like you get five steps forward and it's just like, oh, take another step back. Oh, hey, while you're there, take another step back, asshole, because like, fuck you. Like it, it's <laughs> frustrating frustrating yeah i feel that morgan's uh had an issue with her tires up front uh she got a nail through one of them and then another one uh suspension component failed and took it out so had to get all that stuff fixed that so what's uh, uh oh go ahead sorry that was fun so what's everybody drinking tonight what we got on the tables uh you know classic two roads honey spot or Honey Spot Road IPA Unfiltered India Pale Ale. So now, did you did you stir that, Mister, or are you a fucking pleb? Well, you see, you reach into the fridge, right? <laughs> you do this one motion as you pull it back and you pop the tap, and then Don't you drink you... it. Oh, it's unfiltered, you swine! You gotta at least tip it over, and get it a little turn. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus that, that happens in the motion when you rotate it from <laughs> on its side to uh, vertical as you're doing that one pull out of the fridge with the <laughs> sick pop top. See, you that's, that's oh, well, just complicated. See, so, well, tonight, I mean, I kind of go with the, uh, the usual tried and true. Got the gentleman and ginger, a little bit of gentleman Jack, kind of just off the off the wrist you know give it a little one two and then you come over grab the ginger ale give it another three four and send it on her way it's it's a lot easier than a, a filtered <coughs> beer 
that weirdos drink. Can't even imagine. <laughs> Speaking of weirdos, <laughs> Graham, what about you? Well, yeah, I'm drinking a uh, two roads as well, but I'm drinking a a no limits. Uh, I'm gonna butcher it. Hefe Weizen. I'm an IPA guy. I don't usually drink uh, ales or whatever this is, but it's pretty good. I like it. I'm not a he- IPA in the winter. Just isn't. It's it's too much bite. I like it in the summer. Huge Fair. IPA guy. Sours, IPAs, all that stuff in the summer. And I've been getting into. Um, more mixed stuff for the winter. It's just been kind of fun with quarantine and shit. So past couple of times I've had a uh, you know, mixed drinks, um, various, various things. I've never really mixed drinks before, like last month. So I'm st- sort of getting into that. But today, all I got is two roads. My That's problem fair. with that is whenever I start doing that, I end up hammered. Well, I like it because it's it adds like you feel like a chemist, right? You're going through. You're like, what is this one? You like look at all the different things you need. You go to the store, you buy the bottles that have the crazy shit with weird names, and you go and bring it back and you mix it up, and it tastes good and it gets you drunk. So, I mean, I that is it's a uh, solid win for sure. Um, and let me guess, Richie, uh, is it a Smirnoff night? Oh, you know me. I love having super complicated drinks. Straight, <laughs> straight dra- Jack Daniels. Yeah, straight right. from the Slurring fucking bottle. Words. <laughs> Is this going to be another episode of the worst mods possible by throwing a Dana 50 in there while you're slurring your damn words? <laughs> it's, that's just me being stupid. That's fair enough. Well, I've, cheers, I've literally cheers. only had like four shots already. Only right, four, well, you say? Uh, so, well, for for me, four is not a lot, but that's a different story for a different time. Especially so, when you're we're doing this just to have a conversation too, like specifically here to listen to our voices. Having four, it slowly starts to get to the point of Yeah, exactly. So, um, I sound like that sober. How many uh, shots of Jack Daniels went into deciding to put the Dana 50 under there? Actually, none. I decided that fucking on the drive home from uh, looking at it. It just uh, it just happened after I got home. And then my dad got home a couple hours later that he was like, Oh, here's your pay, Richie, from working with me the last few times. And I was like, Hey, that's enough to buy the axles. Perfect. Can't be solid that. answer. Yeah, um, it's hard to complain with that. So don't follow my lead and put the pad of sucks on there. I mean, those things were probably the worst modifications. But that's that I've what done. I was going to do. Genital grabbers. I was totally going to do that. Genital, Genital grabbers. grabbers are definitely the worst modification you've done. <gasps> Never. Those have been. Well, I mean, in, in reality, I was on fucking donuts beforehand. So any tire would have been better a bald mtr at <laughs> one of our friends um i mean <laughs> honestly i would have went with a set of super swampers before i, I mean, technically the irox are super swampers at that point but still uh yeah any tire would have been better but those those genital grabbers man whoo love those fuckers so in that case i have to ask everyone what was the worst modification you guys have actually done sliders no nope. not sliders uh sorry pardon me Stiffeners. <laughs> Stiffeners. Slider. I, I was thinking best mod when Richie was 
uh, ranting and raving about his sliders that it got me in a in a tizzy. But no, um, definitely my stiffeners. Christ Almighty, did I learn that I am the worst welder there is to mankind. Uh, granted, I mean, I love it now because it has opened up the fact of having, like, the three-link and a um, point to mount sliders when I do them or anything of that matter. But it doesn't really sound like you regret them then. I mean, like... So I, I don't regret them. I just regret the time that it took to do them. It was a lengthy process that... I wasn't fully prepared for. If I had kind of mentally prepared myself a little bit more and set myself like, hey, just get it fucking done. It needs to be done. Just take the time, take the effort, and like you're you're, t- you're wasting t- shop time right now. Just get it the fuck done. Then I wouldn't I, I wouldn't even be saying it right now. But just I went into it ill prepared mentally, and but other than that, I really have zero regrets that I've done. The only modification I'd have to say is changing out my black hatch. I miss that thing. I hate looking at the spooky <laughs> booty orange that's on the fucking thing. <laughs> I like, love it. I know. It's yours. Other than the fact that it doesn't work and you destroyed it, I don't know how. I, ask it's... Luke. Dude, I swear to God, though, we opened it up at Kish's house one day and it just would no longer close because it was rattling like a son of a bitch. And my, my, uh, my check trunk light was on. So I, I walked back and the next second it just fucking split because somebody was fucking with it, actually. Somebody was, so I forget, I think it was Colin. Colin was fucking with it and it literally split in half. Jesus. Like, <laughs> horizontally, not even, or like, actually, I guess vertically now. Yeah, it, it just split on the seam, right? On the bottom. Yeah, and the thing with it is when we had it at the shop, it was opening and closing pretty damn easy. Um, yeah, which ruined. is which is kind of a part of the uh, the rear stiffeners thing. I think would cause a bit more rigidity that it may have held up a bit longer than what I put it through. But it was also it was doomed to fail from the beginning. The asshole before me, I think we've chatted about this before, but he cut the tail or not the tail, yeah, the hatch to fit his bumper instead of cutting the bumper to fit the. G- I I don't uh, know. It, I it would was... have done the same if I'm being brutally honest. I would have just tacked it back together see that's the difference this was a random hack job done in his backyard and now i did mine in my backyard i turned my hatch in my backyard i I turned my doors in my backyard too your hatch is trimmed yep yeah i've literally never noticed that it's tastefully trimmed you wouldn't even know (laughs) yeah well apparently i didn't (laughs) see those are the best ones the ones you don't even notice uh, Graham, what's your most hated mod? Uh, I mean, it depends on your definition of hate. Like, just overall worst mod, worst to install, the one that made me the most mad. Um, I think, I think the, the uh, I think the all the above genre hmm. was uh, re- like you wish you never did. Not necessarily putting it on. I just went that route because that's the only thing yeah, that I could that... even. I I I misconstrued the question and kind of went in a different direction. Just so, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, I haven't done anything. Usually, I've got this mentality where if I if I'm gonna buy something, I'm gonna put it in, even if it's shitty. I'm gonna deal with it, and I'm gonna try to make the best of it. But I will say the worst thing that I've done, um, you know, of recent memory was I went with, and this is probably just related to something screwed up with my setup, but I had an, 
I hate to throw shade because they make great stuff, but Iron Man 4x4 transmission mount. I've got Brown Dog motor mounts. It's a rubber joint. We won't go into that uh, again. <laughs> but Although I will I, issue I, one quick correction. Graham, you were right. SFR uses a softer poly. It's not like a full-blown poly mount. It's like a squishy mount. So I'm go. definitely going with those. All right, so we are going to go that way. Uh, either way. Uh, so I bought a, a solid, a more solid rubber mount than a factory Cherokee mount. If you know what a factory Cherokee mount looks like, maybe a Wrangler too. I'm not sure what they use. It's like a big piece of rubber sandwiched between two pieces of metal, and it somehow holds everything together. And there's some metal in between, but it always breaks and doesn't work right. So I bought this rubber mount from Iron Man, and it's a solid piece. Let me tell you, putting that thing in sucked. Like the transmission was not sitting where it wanted to sit. And that may just be because my so cross member is messed it? up. I was fighting it to get it in. Anytime I had to do any sort of work with the cross member, uh, it was a nightmare to take out and put back in. I've never had that much trouble with a mount ever. Uh, ultimately, I just went to the parts store, gar- grabbed a brand new factory mount for 20 bucks and threw it in there it's already broken they break every other trip but i uh i don't know i just can't deal with if i redo my cross member i may try to make it work a little better because i was using uh the clayton mount or the clayton um cross member as you know with just put that on top i don't know if the centering on that was different than it is factory i don't know if factory one does more give maybe it's got a little bit of play side to side I don't know. Either way, it was um, probably, I mean, it wasn't an expensive modification, but it was, it definitely cost me a bunch of time. I had to modify it. There was like just a whole bunch of bullshit involved with it. I'd love to use it because when I did have it in there, it worked great. Like solid, like drivetrain didn't move an inch. It definitely made a noticeable difference in my ability to shift, like just even on the road, it, it had a different feel to it that I liked, but Solid. not worth it. Not Did worth it in the long run. Any uh, any less play? I don't know what you have for a shift linkage, but I know that kind of deteriorating tranny mods will cause like shift linkage like problems. Did you notice that it was a little bit more smooth or anything like that? Yeah, my, well, the my shift setup. are direct. Oh, I didn't well, know. no, I mean, I know. I think I know what he means. You mean the um, transfer case and stuff? Correct. Yes. yes yeah. Sorry. So, eh. My shifter's always been kind of fitzy because it's only got two bolts holding it in. It's supposed to have those rivets, or it's like a maybe not. It's like a oh, threaded yeah, like piece. Oh yeah, like the thread knots or the riv knots. Yeah, but they all rotted out, so I had to take two big bolts, drill two holes on either corner. Forget why I didn't do all four, but I did two. So it kind of flaps around in there. It's never sat right. Part of the reason we're doing the 205 and the doubler is to and getting rid of the entire floor because it's just all fucked under there and it's just not worth it. Um, oh, I didn't like notice that. anything there, but if you've ever gone from shitty motor mounts to good motor mounts and noticed a difference, it's like the next step from that. So I actually do have something to add. I When you uh, tossed the whole rejected mod idea onto me, I was even thinking... My goddamn Durango steering box. Fuck that thing. It is goddamn <laughs> useless. There's no point to it. Oh, it has a point oh three bigger steering shaft. Fuck you. That thing is stupid. Don't waste your fucking money. 
it's i swear to god i think it overheats my pump more than anything granted if i got a, a steering box cooler then it would probably help a lot but everybody was saying it would help with uh performance it'll help with a bunch of other things it is fucking useless just get a normal goddamn cherokee pump, well, not be, pump box, before box. you damn that thing to hell cody put a cooler on it yeah one thing i'll add into this conversation though um I don't know why, but I know that the Cherokee steering boxes are generally recommended more if you're going hydro assist, so keep that in mind. Um, I think part of Cody's problem would definitely be the lack of power steering cooler. Yes, I think I think it is that too, but I'm just I'm just saying in a sense like there's no improvement. I have honestly not granted i believe it's for longevity i don't believe it's for instantaneous gratification i think it's because it's a little bit beefier that it's meant oh well i think we just had some technical difficulties with cody he'll be back in a moment if i had to venture a guess yeah Um, well in this intermission i will say every box whether it be i mean i don't buy good remands but the part store remand boxes are always junk if you want yeah, a good steering are. box, just just find a factory Cherokee steering box. It doesn't matter the mileage. Just do this the the input seal and the sector shaft seal, and it'll be good. Like that's all you need. I had the Graham, best luck with those boxes. I'm not trying to throw everyone else under the bus, but you do have some technical abilities. Also, welcome back, Cody. Glad to Thank see you. Thank you. Sorry about that. Technical issues resolved. <laughs> it was a quick stroke. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Oh, you know, good old internet. Ah, computer, but same thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you are right, Graham. Uh, I, I wish I had known you guys at the time of doing it. I had a major um, shaft play in my old steering box, so that's why I went with the Durango box, thinking that it would be an upgrade. So if I had known you guys at the time, then I obviously would have just gone with another Cherokee box. And by the way, Rock Auto will not take your Cherokee box as a uh, as a core for a Durango box, so don't try, because they will send it back in with a nice note saying, go fuck yourself. So. <laughs> well i mean you did send in the wrong part yeah I true would have sent it's back not a the note same box saying, go fuck yourself they they actually did by the way that wasn't a joke like it literally said this is not the right part go fuck yourself so i was like oh fair. thanks <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know about the go fuck yourself that would be I, a little I, rough i wish i could find it it was back from like 2017 i obviously don't have it anymore but yeah i swear to god i literally said go fuck yourself go so fuck yourself about- so, uh, Kish, do you have any major regrets for modifications that you did? I don't, I don't regret any of my mods, but the one thing that I, I hated the most putting on my Jeep was my front stiffeners, only because, who did I get them from? I think Dirtbound didn't include the hole for the, uh, the upper control arm access hole. So I noticed that after I finish welded both sides on. Oh no. <laughs> well, they so, don't, they don't expect you to use that hole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I well, say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, they might not expect people to use them, but some people do, you know, <laughs> Well, that was and my thoughts me, on that. Let me tell you, it was a motherfucker to find, locate, <laughs> and drill out those holes. Because at the same time, I was supposed to be doing brand new control arms because mine were shot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, so you couldn't. It's not like something you could just like, leave to the side. You had to do it. it. It pushed everything back like a solid like week and a half because you know I had to work around my work schedule for everything, and it was just super shitty. Yeah, that sounds uh, obnoxious. Uh, I well, do want to add. Uh, sorry, Richie, continue. What are you saying? No, it looked like Luke was trying to say something. Uh, I I did want to add something to the the steering box combo. Um, you, s- I don't know if there is an actual box that is an upgrade, but I see people throwing around around random boxes that will happen to bolt into Cherokee frames as an upgrade. And I think that's sort of an interesting thing to bring up. Like, you know, at what point is an upgrade not actually an upgrade? It's just different. I don't know. Well, I know part of the reason that people throw the S10 box out there is because the S10 box, depending on what you're doing with it, um, you can get it in the IROC box, I think it is, off of like a Camaro. The reason that those are upgrades is because they have a different steering ratio, so you can pick a little bit better. But. Yeah. Like would it like a slower ratio? I wouldn't want a faster ratio. Well, they are a faster ratio. With bigger tires, you're already going to get a, a more response out of less steering. I think, right? Yeah, it could I depend on which way you're running for a pump and a ram. Though you might need to throw more steering at it or a uh, quicker steering setup at it if you have. Oh, excuse me. Large lines and a drilled out box i would imagine that you'd want a quicker ratio to keep up with your ram yeah but doesn't the ram isn't the ram dictated by the fluid being pushed from the box it is but if the box is drilled out wouldn't you want a quicker ratio because it would be pushing more fluid and well i guess it depends on what you're doing highway driving i really don't need it to be twitchy as fuck so the only thing that i could think of is like is there a point that the ratio is so far off compared to your RAM that you're starting to turn your, like, you're fighting the two? Like, if you... No. So the then box... how, do you, how do you, like, combat that, you know? In my limited hydro experience, um, drilling out the, the pump b- and uh, just, that's what makes the biggest difference. The more you drill out the pump, the faster it's going to turn but the box is what determines how much fluid is going to the RAM because the RAM's only moving when there's, you know, the, the box is having trouble. I mean, it, it does move along with it, but if you don't have a RAM connected to anything, you take your steering wheel and just turn it back and forth with no pressure on it, it's not going to do anything until you go full lock. And then it's going to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to push the RAM out all the way. So the RAM's, it's, it's just helping along, at least in Hydro Assist, which is why it's called Hydro Assist. So, but I mean it more in the sense of like, let's say, so if you're, well, because I know with hydraulic lines, it's one feeding, one pulling, one pulling, one feeding, like, you know, like the two different lines due to the two different things. I was just more saying in the sense of like, if you started going to like a bunch of different boxes now, does the flow put to the pump ever start fighting the flow that's put to the ram because your steering is different? Um, It flows in sequence, if you will. What I was talking about more so was like, say, for example, you're using a um, a longer throw Pitman arm. You might want a different ratio. Um, or if you're trying to do something where you're trying to get like less turns to lock, for example, say like on an Ultra 4 stock car or something like that. That's what I was talking about. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. 
It sounds it does sound twitchy as fuck though. I feel like that'd be scary at high speeds. Yeah. And uh, the binding you're talking about, Cody, it does happen if you if you try to change directions quickly. Mm-hmm. The hydro ram won't react as quickly as the box does. So you'll you'll stick for a second before you go. For a yeah. higher like for lower end uh pumps or like is that just kind of a generic thing that Just in general. Happen? The okay. the fluid has to change directions so uh, that know. has to do with the size of the cylinder because i don't have that huh. um, what size cylinder do you have i have uh fuck what the fuck one and three quarters by i think i have a one inch shank on the ram by eight inches of throw so on the return side it takes a little bit less so i do notice a very very slight difference with the uh turning side to side cool that's cool to know um i'm gonna throw it back to worse mods if that's all right because i kind of got missed on that but uh worst mod i ever did was build an overlander and then cut it in half and try and make a buggy out of it if I'm being completely and utterly honest, um, that rig was like a combination of a bunch of things that just never should have been. So, so just to be clear, Luke, you're talking about your ZJ buggy, right? Yes, I am talking about the ZJ buggy I built. It was a 97 ZJ on a Dana 50 105 with a radius or a shorter radius arm setup up front and a. Um, triangulated four link and the rear and i had originally built it i'd mentioned this on another podcast as an overlander but when i cut it up and my suspension and everything else about the jeep that would have been fine on an overlander wasn't okay on a supposed buggy it ended up being a little bit of a nuisance for me to maintain and you know there was a bunch of other random issues that came from cutting the uh, roof off because like I flooded out my wiring so the night before I went to one of the events I was out there with the um, the owner's not owner's manual I'm sorry the uh, oh what the hell is it it's like the Chrysler book um, why the fuck is the name escaping me but basically it's got the good wiring diagram in it and I was snipping wires out of it trying to find the short and to get rid of the excess wiring So that and did, was... uh, this is, I didn't realize you built Ducky as an overland rig. That's well, it wasn't normal. quite an overland rig. Um, uh, it's the Haynes manual, by the way. I wasn't the Haynes. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it was most definitely not the Haynes. It was the dealership one. Cause it was about three times the thickness of Haynes and the wiring was on page like 158 of the PDF. Huh. Cause it was technically a PDF, but you know. I'm yeah, I, I do have a PDF of the my Cherokee wiring. I forget where I got it. I think somebody had a subscription to one of those big card database things, and I was like, I want the PDF for the Cherokee. They gave it to me. Still got it. Probably the same vein of shit that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was something along those lines. Um, And that was just such a major pain in the ass. And Ducky was built, like, it was meant to be a street Jeep that I could drive and go and run blacks. That was, like, the goal. And instead, I tried to run blacks and reds on a <coughs> street jeep that I didn't know what I was doing when I built. 
on the current one the only bad modification that i have done so far has been the mile stars and that was once again just a classic situation of a tire that had no business where i was trying to force it to be yeah those tires so, continued so waiting ever... for them to break in never <laughs> did never did so did you ever notice that you were kind of not trail scabbing but like we're impeding on other people because of those tires on trail. No, no. Uh, I think that with the group that we had, I didn't ever feel like I was ever really a trail scab. I was definitely trail scabbing when the motor blew because I had no power <laughs> limping out of there. But I mean, otherwise everyone that we wheel with has been pretty cool about everything. Like even when I say, with the current rig, hey, I'm not in the mood to do this. I generally will get like one or two lines of shit, but you know, at the That's same time, we love you. We let people with Broncos into the club, so you know, full size nasty rigs with carburetors. <laughs> carburetors. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just we're talking. Note, Backyard built is technically an off road club, not a Jeep club. <laughs> Correct. Just throwing that out there, and that's that, one of the that reasons is I true. like it. You, you don't have to have a Jeep to roll with us. We it have a tells. we have a guy with a Unimog. It's fuck. Or like, okay, hold on. Sorry, it's a <laughs> Russian military vehicle that's kind of like a fucking Unimog, and it's awesome. And what sadly, is it? Pinsgower. Yeah, it's a Pinsgower. I don't believe that you. this guy exists. <laughs> He's had a lot of. Uh, life I've never problems. met him. He doesn't. Uh, exist. He, he does. He does more overlanding stuff, I think. I've seen him wheel with us a few times early on in the clubs. Uh, that thing's cool, though. I I would yeah. love to get him out on trails. Um, probably like a brokerage run, just so because of that, he can have a good time and not have to worry about the thing. I mean, the thing looks like it's probably nine thousand pounds. It's <laughs> solid metal. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's got like six thirty fives on it, and it's like a caterpillar it just goes scaling on that thing is not the greatest because you look at it and it doesn't look all that big it looks kind of small oh, it doesn't have much flex but it does have six wheels so you know it sort of makes up for it fair Trash. enough fair enough <laughs> i was gonna say i'm sure that probably feels like driving a bobcat down the trail which is <laughs> utterly <Probably>. horrible <laughs> like just stiff suspension <laughs> ruined back like oh i couldn't even imagine I will um, say that my stiff ass rear suspension definitely led to me blowing apart the rear leaf mounts, and that was definitely my worst uh, trail breakage as far as what was involved with the repair. On I it. couldn't, I I couldn't imagine your lack of travel and immense bump stops ever. Actually, no. Did you really? You only had the bump stops off the shocks, right? That was what your. I had uh, the bump stocks were, yeah, they were built into the shocks. Um, and then I had thrown a couple of modified washers on them to uh, just mm -hmm. fine tune it a little bit. Because when they squished down all the way, I was still getting tire rub. So, you know, a little razzle McDazzle and it was okay. Yeah, I, I was just more teasing you on the fact that, like, it worked. The Jeep worked. But yeah, that rear suspension was definitely impeding you a lot on a comfortable or com comfortability. How does that even a fucking Comfort. word? But we're comfortability. That's the fucking word I come with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, comfort. The just generic comfort. Um, but also probably causing a bit of uh, wear and tear on that Jeep more than it really deserved. I guess it was just a simple, well, <laughs> simple but 
going with the four link, I think you will just notice an immense, 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 immense difference with comfort and uh, less extreme beatings on your Jeep. Or it'll just suck. Yeah, I mean, it could just be bad, and, you know, I could just be bad. These are options. Um, You are very bad. Otherwise, I haven't really had that much awful breakage this year that hasn't been attributed to ancient motors being ancient motors that don't want to run anymore. What about you guys? I know Cody's had a couple of entertaining ones. Well, nothing too crazy, other than uh, the obvious axle shafts. um, The worst being when we went snow wheeling, and I got myself in between two pyramid rocks with the front diff and the front diff and the rear diff. And as I've learned from the uh, bigger axle folk, if you can, you can still move an inch forward. That means you haven't hit it hard enough to get it bumped up and over the rocks. So I just sit there and just going reverse wham drive wham reverse wham. And then just went into drive, cut it a little too far. I believe it was, uh, I believe it was driver to get the pumpkin out of the way. And I just shredded the axle shaft and was stuck in like a nasty, muddy, snowy spot and had to do it with hand tools because we all took out our power tools. So I was sitting there with a breaker bar with a 19 and well, no, I had I had the wheel, the uh, wheel, whatever you want to fucking call it, the big star thing, um, wheel wrench and <laughs> in a breaker bar with a 13 mil. And it sucked. But other than that, I've broken a few. uh few pinions and opinions uh yokes on the rear pinion because i'm an idiot and was destroying my dana 35 my u-bolts were way too loose and it, it honestly it was all user error but i mean other than that i really haven't had any major breaks uh like obviously my header panels i've destroyed a few times taken out a hatch or those two. don't count those are replacement yeah. items or wear items as, uh, you know, if you're doing less than one a season, you're doing okay. Fair. That's fair. Actually, I've been good this season. I still got that orange hatch. I yeah, because you hate and... it. It won't die. <laughs> not I wrong. started loving my white hatch, the thing wouldn't go away. True. I mean, that, that makes sense. I, I love Cody's spooky booty. How? It's so ugly. Why do you guys like it? <laughs> it's, I mean, so it does fit well because the Jeep is black, any color you go with, but the, the orange is a really nice fucking touch. I'm not going to yeah, lie. We could trade. You. you want the green one? I it's will like... take the green one. I don't even care. Granted, I, but I don't want to screw you over and giving you this like have, bent in half. Have you seen the green one? I'll do take it. You know how fucked it is. I will take it. I'll take anything at this point. If you look at it wrong, that back glass is going to pop. I don't know how it hasn't already. I'll pull it out and put some plexi in there at this point. I don't care. (laughs) Use a new hatch. Krylon has the finest grade spray black you will ever grab. You could commit the ultimate sin and just spray paint the orange hatch. No. The orange hatch black. No, 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 no. If I'm I'm not doing that with if I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do that with a hatch that's actually decent to start off with. I'm gonna pull the glass out. Same like go to the guys that are gonna be taking my. Uh, actually, I'll probably give it to one of you guys in case you guys blow out the glass without actually breaking the hatch. So that way somebody or I'll keep it so that way in case somebody needs it, it's there. And then just get it plexiglassed. I mean I've I've done the research and I know that doing the rib nuts with some clear silicone will cause a decent seal and make it so if it breaks it's just gonna crack or like snap in half it's not gonna just explode mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm gonna definitely do it with like a decent newish hatch so that way 
if I sand it down, do all the work, and then I spray paint it black, well, guess what? From now on, I'm just going to keep spray painting it black every time it gets scuffed yeah, up. Yeah, and then you're going to roll the Jeep the next weekend and crush <laughs> the hatch. And then we're just going to use the high lift to just stretch the body back to a normal shape, and we're going to like zip tie the hatch back on. It'll be sick. <laughs> well, I'll just actually, at that point, I'll just gut the hatch so that way there's no internals, and it's just the flappy bit on the back that just kind of gets like screwed on or something. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, All right, I've got a couple good breaks that I can talk about. I was just about to ask you, so. Yeah, I've got a, you know, my favorite one, the one that I've probably caused the most damage on, which is what triggered the you know, the swap to one tons, was um, at Brookridge when I tried to do split rock and put my tires in the complete wrong spot, both tires. Um, That's like your and- trademark. I know. This was like the beginning of it all, really. It was catastrophic. Twisted both the front shafts. Like the the, the splines themselves were fucked up. Um, I broke one tooth off of the uh, the ring gear and I popped the upper control arm mount off of the axle, twisted the truss up. It was a mess. Um, Getting it out was wasn't wasn't the worst uh, removal, but it was kind of painful when your upper link is just ratchet straps, like not even good ratchet straps. They were like crappy little ones that you get from Harbor Freight. We had like eight of them. I had eight of them, I think, at the start, and I think when we got out, I had two. <laughs> I think I've got one left to this day. That's is much shorter than it used to be. Um, that that does not surprise me at all. Yeah, so that one was, was you know, probably the most stuff I've broken at one point in time. But I think you know, the other crazy break that I had, that wasn't even when I was off-roading, but it was um, uh, I was just driving on the road, really, was um, my, my steering box, where the sector shaft goes... It wasn't... Sorry, it's not at the box. It was at the steering wheel. There's a coupler right below uh, that front kick panel by the, um, you know, when you have to open it up every time. It's the, the plastic piece and the metal piece. I don't know what you call that part, but that's what lets you access, you know, that underneath section of the steering shaft. And right there, there's a joint where it connects. Well, it's an aluminum threaded or splined piece. And hmm. I must have been wrenching on it back and forth pretty hard at some point. I was having power steering issues i had the hydro it was it was still a fairly new setup i don't know if i had it drilled out or not at this point um but what ended up happening is we were at a car meet me and colin and we we were stacking the jeeps we you know it's just what you do everybody's like whoa look at that you can put a tire (laughs) on one tire and it looks cool so we'd done that no i had driven down there uh no issues normal like like normies absolutely fucking love that i know it's it's hilarious to us it's like one of the most simple things but dude normal folks if you've never seen it you're like oh dude they not over it even people (laughs) who are into jeeps who just don't understand that lockers is what gets you to do that yep oh that's fucking cool dude i hope that the 2021 car show season is normal because i want to go and stalk some of your uh more normie friends cody 
because I oh, feel like yeah. they need to see what happens when you get a little bit bored and you know what the edge of street legal is. <laughs> oh, dude, if you East Granby, Connecticut, it's by about 25 minutes from you guys, maybe 30. Yeah, it's a 30-minute ride for me. Dude, Mark's Classic Car Show. It's even worth it for Graham to come out. Like, they're 900 cars on every single Monday night. It, it's a sick show. There's a, like they have That's different... huge. Yeah, dude, it's every single Monday, too, and each night. There's different people. There's probably like your usual like 500. Sorry to cut you off, Graham, and like kind of go on a total different. No, 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 that's fine. Um, but like, dude, like there's like your 400 like average people that always go, and then there's like 500 new people almost every single week. But the cool part is like there's like Jeep Week, there's uh Ford Week, there's Mustang Week, there's Corvette Week. So the time of like the Jeep Week would probably be the best time if like if you guys even wanted to consider it, maybe taking a Tuesday off or something coming down Monday. But yeah, like if we all stacked up, dude, they'd be shitting themselves. I swear. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be kind of entertaining. Um, and Graham, you know, you're always welcome to crash at the house if you need to. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Back to where I was was going with it. I'm pretty sure when I stacked it on Colin's Jeep, I must have something must have happened with either when I was getting off of his Jeep or I'm not sure. Either way, I had rolled off of his tire. I don't know if I had started the Jeep, which may have been the problem, but um, it, it drove fine initially. There was one point where it wouldn't actually. No, I'll just I'll just give it the whole rundown. Got off a of Collins Jeep. We had unstacked them driving out. Go to take a turn. Wouldn't even it. I went to turn right. Wouldn't turn right. Like almost middle of an intersection. Gave it more RPM. Pump worked itself out. Turned. That should have been red flag number one. Took another turn. I was like wiggling the wheel, making sure it wasn't going to not turn anymore. Took that turn fine. I was like, we're good. We're good. It's fine. We stop at a stoplight. And I go and I you know, wiggle my wheel. And it feels normal. Feels normal. Bunk. No steering. 360. And I <laughs> was in the middle of, fortunately, it was a two-lane road. So, and I had uh, somebody behind me, somebody in front of me. And, uh. The person in front didn't, they just didn't register it. They continued to go, but I think Dan was behind me. So I was, I got out of my Jeep. I said, Dan, I've got no steering. <laughs> we need to get my Jeep off of the road. <laughs> Wait, so did you pull the box off of the frame or did you do something on the inside? No, no. It was the, the actual splines on the aluminum oh. steering shaft stripped. Oh, like there's oh a, my there's God. a like bolt goes, that, that goes, goes through into that. your steering box. There's Jesus. a bolt that tightens that all down, and it was tight. I've never touched that bolt ever, and it, it, uh, nobody. I've Colin had never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never heard of anybody else who's had the problem. Maybe it was loose. But... I'm wondering potentially. One, I just have to say that's the most horrifying break I've ever heard of. Um, yeah. My theory behind what happened there is I'm willing to bet you you probably rolled it down off of Colin's tire with it not started. And so instead of having the hydraulic force under pressure, it had like uh, just the mechanical force and that all went into that one aluminum piece. That was my thought, too. I don't know. Either way, it's got a steel splined uh, steering shaft in it now. It was spendy, but after seeing the aluminum one. Die. That's why I said that was cheating because we were talking about trail breaks and that's not a trail break, but well, it's, it's, it's still a little cheater. Trail break is just a break in general. It was it was like semi off roading. We we'd stacked up and done Jeep things, right? I should have talked about my track bar break doing death wobble going on the road doing forty. Then I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. 
Jesus. God, you're good. <laughs> no, that, that's the end of the story, really. I think we, I just put it in reverse and it turned the wheels that it turned it off the road and we uh, put it back together. Oh. Uh, clock spring broke, so I had a misfire after that. But oh my god, I did drive it home the next day. All for a What's car it? show, man. All for a car show. Yeah, Holy I know. shit. Yeah. Insanity. The things we do. Do hey, it for the car show. So, uh, Kish, what's the worst break you've ever had? My worst would probably be my radiator at uh, Battlegrounds. That was probably one of the and coolest that... breaks I've seen. That was fun. It was just, it was, it wasn't like, okay, well, it wasn't necessarily the coolest, but like, it was definitely like one of those just like, Boof! It was like a fire. Fucking awesome. <laughs> it, it um, it it was entertaining because it was. I want to say we had twelve ish inches of snow, and me and Cody were like, "No, did did we have more than that?" It was Cody? it was like it was like eighteen. It was almost like a twenty inches oh, solid. Yeah. So no base. So, so we had like eighteen twenty inches of snow, and me and Cody were two of the smallest jeeps there that day. And somehow I ended up as trail lead going up this massive fucking hill. So I was like, ah, let's see how it does it. So I, I, I go up a little bit. I start spinning. So I back up as far as I can. And I just hammer it. <laughs> and I'm sitting almost at rev limiter. I'm, I'm just barely off of rev limiter. And I'm just very slowly going up this hill. <laughs> It it took me, I think the video is like seven or eight minutes long to go up this hill. I get to the <laughs> top and it's <laughs> just just seven minutes of like 4,000 RPMs or 4,400 RPMs or some shit like that. Just nonstop <laughs> at like less than one mile an hour. You've made it to the top, though. I made it to the top, and I was like, huh, that is in the red. And I killed the Jeep, and I went to hop out to uh, pop the hood because I was going to start just dumping snow on at the engine when all of a sudden it just went poof. (laughs) Just giant cloud of smoke. (laughs) Giant cloud of smoke. And somehow your HUD gasket held on through that. I know. Still the factory head gasket. Damn. It was pretty cool, it, though. It was definitely... It, it, God, it's sorry. funny because I, I have it on video on my old GoPro. You just... Poof! Motherfucker! <laughs> Dude, didn't yeah, Luke it, have the trailer that day? It was like yeah. one of those weird days. Yeah, it worked out. They're not that weird it, it considering was, the status of my Jeep. It was actually the first time luke ever towed me somewhere like to go wheeling yeah now was it a sign or a curse probably a curse look at me i don't trailer anywhere and i don't break that often it was a little bit of both i'm gonna say that in my opinion though your worst break might not have been that i would say maybe the worst break would be the one that happened at your house with the um when you popped the U-joint on the Dana 30, it took out your ball joints. We had to fix your brake uh, problem that you were having after that. And that was a lot of work to get your Jeep off of the trail. We were on that for a solid hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, but most of that was just due to my extreme 
negligence. Like, you'd been after me for a fucking solid year to swap out that caliper bracket or the knuckle or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, to swap the knuckle and then it was because there was an issue with uh, one of the bolts was messed up. So it was like tapped through with the correct size through bolt. Yeah. Um, but I am unfortunately that friend that will haggle or that will harass you about the shit that needs to get done on your rig for like all of eternity until it gets done. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Th- thankfully, and I have to say the best part about you being that haggling friend luke is you waited until after my jeep was back on the road to go haha told you so you didn't do it until after but that's there was some the grumblings fun is, yeah i was gonna say that's <laughs> half the fun is giving you shit while you're doing it i mean i still have well, um, pictures it, of kate's camera of us just all sitting there just staring at you like eating pizza so eating, yeah, gas eating, pizza. <laughs> eating gas station pizza eating gas station pizza Luke Luke knows my temperament very well, and when something fucks up because of my stupidity, and then you start haggling me going, ha I fucking told you so, you dumbass. I, I normally get very angry, and it's just, it, it's not a good situation. Well, thank you for the heads up, because I'm totally that asshole friend would haggle you during the situation just to be <laughs> Yeah. So thanks for the heads up. Appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, but I, I do have to say, though, the whole thing about the radiator is going back to battlegrounds every other time I've gone up that hill. It's taken me less than 30 seconds to go up the hill. Yep. Well, so... Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> snow on the ground. I can imagine it would take a bit longer. It was and... slick when we went there that one time. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one else had to take seven minutes to go up that hill. Well, you were in the front. You had to clear all yeah, the I snow. That's, that's not true. It took me a decent bit. Like, me and my two buddies were in my Jeep bouncing, just saying, like, I think I can. I think I can. Just to kind of <laughs> scooch past them. But you did get up the hill faster than I did. Yeah, but I also have 100,000 miles less on the engine. I was able to beat out it a bit more. <laughs> like, she's a were you in the IROX? Was that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, that's part I, of the problem. I I think my problem was I that was a uh, junkyard radiator that I grabbed. Yeah, that and is it true. it looked like it was out of a well used Cherokee. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely fair. I think with the other break, a little bit better spotting might have helped to have uh, prevented that, too, because, like, I saw that you were going to kind of, like, hit your diff, but I didn't think anything of it, and then all of a sudden the Jeep slid over a foot and a half, and it went pop, so I well, probably could have made a better call on trying to get you in a better line. The The issue with that is the Jeep didn't actually slide over. I was driving the Jeep over in that direction. It's just, I didn't realize the angle that I was actually at. So when my when my tire dropped, it slammed into a uh, a hole that I didn't know was there. I know, and... that's what I'm saying. I was trying Ding! to get you to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> you were going into that hole, and the first time you tried it, I was like, ah, I better tell him the bat i don't know maybe he could get away with just bumping it so i told you to hit it a little harder and without giving you the correction <laughs> to go the opposite direction all of a sudden i'm watching a genitile grabber uh salt a uh 
33.35 inch hole. And <laughs> it didn't yeah, want to so, come out. So so long story short, I just I just pulled a gram and I put my yep. tire somewhere that it should not have been. Yeah, yep. and that's one of the hardest things about spotting for Graham is you have to look for every possible opportunity <laughs> for him to stuff a tire into the worst possible hey, place. Because hey, it will go there. You can't fault the guy for trying to shove his rubber into any hole he sees, okay? <laughs> you know, you, you can't. he's just a man, okay? <laughs> Jesus, he's just trying yeah, to fucking but... procreate. <laughs> to make, uh, so, some, sometimes we gotta question you graham sometimes you just gotta question some of your decisions i mean don't mm. we all just try to make more parts out of one part come on now like it's human nature <laughs> at this point so on a more serious note instead of just you know joking about like uh kish's fitting a general where it didn't belong and graham's inability to avoid a crevice that's like 13 and a half inches wide by at least 18 inches tall. One of the good qualities... <laughs> undercut with a good undercut usually, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are the good qualities of a good... Or what are the qualities of a good spotter? Wow, why couldn't I just spit that fucking sentence out? I don't know. <laughs> so, honestly, I mean... Having a spotter is literally the second eyes that you don't have. I mean... You can only see what your rig is allowing you to see. That's why buggies have a major advantage over a full body rig because they generally don't have the fenders. They generally are sitting kind of up and over the engine so they can see it, like where their tires are pointed. So that that spotter, if if they know your rig well enough, if they have a general understanding of the uh, suspension <coughs> numbers that you have under your rig, they can pretty much get you up almost anything as long as your rig and your balls are capable of making it up it. Um, I, I personally think spotters are phenomenal. Sometimes even when it's like a dumb rock garden at brokerage before one of the blacks that is, everybody's like, oh, it's no big deal. But every single one catches your diff. Uh, even a spotter in that situation can just be like, Hey, little bit driver, go straight. You're doing good. Don't worry about it. But I mean, sometimes there's also the chance of a spotter becoming a problem because every asshole and their brother thinks that they're a good wheeler. You got 14 guys standing around you while you're doing one obstacle and it can get frustrating. <clears throat> Pardon me. It can get frustrating. I mean, you could have 14 dudes yelling at you to do all the same thing, but you're not hearing a fucking thing of what they're saying. I think yeah. all of you were here that one time that I actually snapped. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was with you. I was I was in the passenger seat going, yeah. okay, Cody, hold on, because this might get fucking interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> But so. it... It happens. It, it's it's good for you to get that angerment out because it literally nobody was fucking listening. Nobody was saying anything beneficial. The one person that you wanted to talk was shutting up because he was like, all right, Luke's about to get frustrated. So if I don't shut up here, then he's only going to hear everybody else. And then it, it finally took you to the point of just like beat the shit out of it, floor it, do something dumb. And then everybody telling you like, hey, take a breather. And who do you want to listen to? So. Well, it was that, and then it was also, like, after that, it was the problems that I was having with the rig, because it was, like, I just shut it off because I needed to actually hop out and see what the hell I was hung up on, and then talk to the people that were spotting me. Because um, I think that Mike is probably one of the top five spotters I've ever driven with, and... um for me, Colin and Graham would definitely be on a similar list, and uh, Timmy Clark as well. Timmy's a god's gift to spotting, 
because I hate he, you all equally, so don't worry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you need more seat time. Once you get some more seat time, you'll be uh, you'll be climbing. You just need to get a little more altitude. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I literally only have a year and a half under my belt of wheeling, like like major major wheeling. I've been dabbling with jeeps for a while now, but um. But I mean, would you, do you feel that you would have even made it up that obstacle at Brookridge if you didn't have a spotter? Probably not, because I needed to. And so, would you feel that a, a spotter is just as important as lockers? Mm. Now, yes. That's a tough question, and no. I'm gonna have to answer no. Depends on the obstacle, but no, I wouldn't say it's required. If you, you can't can even get to the obstacle where you need a good spotter. But and... throttle can get you through almost anything. So if you get no. yourself in a fucked up position that your lockers or your non-lockers can't get you out of, the spotter can at least put your tires on something I solid. I would not have ended up in the position that I was in without lockers. There's just no way that would have happened. But... But do you feel that a spotter or lockers could give you more confidence on an obstacle? Lockers. Yeah, for lockers. sure. I agree. Why? I mean, your, your um, experience, a, a spotter could have more experience, just like you said. Mike I mean, you've, you've seen experience. some of Dan's stuff, right? I mean, he can get up obstacles without a lock in his, I don't, he's got a locker. In, yeah, he's, he's, he's locked, locked in the rear. Really locked now, but no, he's, I he's mean, I remember on the, too. On the red jeep, uh, did he even have lockers in the red jeep? I don't remember. Yeah, he but... had a welded rear. That was it. Yeah, okay. I mean, watching that thing, I mean, he could get up stuff, but it wasn't because he was he could be spotted. We were like, okay, point that direction and uh, hit the gas pedal and hope you make it up it, just because that's, that's just but, what it was. I mean, I mean it more in the sense of like confidence level. Meaning, like, do you think that having a traction adder? It would give you more confidence than a more experienced spotter. As That's I where... have said, um, coming at it from my position, I don't even like. I wouldn't be considering doing what I am doing without them. So when I am spotting for someone on a black trail, I consider it a given myself that they're locked front and rear. Um, or if I'm spotting on like a red obstacle for say, Colin, Graham, Richie, Cody, one of you guys, when you guys are feeling more adventurous to me, it's just, it's a, it's not even a consideration. If you're going to be trying the harder stuff that it's locked, uh, I think a spotter is a different type of confidence. Uh, spotter is the type of confidence like, for example, uh, Kish was really good when we were getting into it because where I was getting freaked out in the driver's seat, he'd be like, dude, you're fine. You just need to keep going with it. You're almost there. You're pulling out right, or you're pulling out of the throttle right when you need to be right where you are at. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I was, I don't know. I just figured I would throw the idea out there of kind of what. Well, see, look. like. My, my argument is like the the lockers are you, you need the lockers for a certain level of wheeling i should say but the spotters can be used at practically any level of wheeling 
So someone who's like just getting into wheeling. Well, then you'd you'd probably need a spotter more often, right? Yeah, they would need a complicated obstacle, but they don't. They they would need a spotter more than lockers. Yep. So it's I think it it really is like level dependent to how necessary a spotter is. So I will also agree with that because like I was expecting to do far more work on the green trails when we had the open run at Brookridge than I was expecting to be doing on the red trails. Um, so I sorry to cut you off there. Uh, so if you feel that way, then what the fuck is the point of a selectable? Why not just weld it? I mean, you have your e-lockers, you have your ox lockers, you have your... Uh, can we put a pin in this? And I really want to have this conversation. I just want to circle back to it. Because oh, okay. in my Sorry. humble opinion, that deserves a little bit of its own space. That's okay. going to be a separate conversation. We might end up going on for like 15 minutes about why we like what we like with those. Okay, so. no worries. Uh, I, I, will, I will add to the, uh, to the spotter conversation. The spotters I always have the best time with are it it it's calm and confidence. When when you have both of those, right? If if somebody's confident in what they're telling you to do, then it, it makes me more comfortable doing it, right? If they're like, oh, like I don't know if you're gonna make it up that, like it doesn't inspire me in any confidence to floor it up this obstacle that I have to floor to get up. But if they can come at it, you know, with this, you know, okay, you're just going to, you're right there. Your tire just needs to go up a little more. You need to hit it a little harder. It's just slick and you're not getting as far. And you maybe need to try another gear down because you're not, you don't have the wheel speed you think you have. That's my biggest problem personally is wheel speed. I always underestimate how fast my wheels are moving because I'm I'm geared pretty low. Uh, yeah, I overestimate. My wheels are not moving as fast as I think they are most of the time. You're bad. Which causes a lot okay. of problems. It's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty bad. Yep. Um yeah, that's that's definitely a point for me because it's like, for example, that day at the wall of death, I just I'm sorry, I wasn't feeling it in that rig. However, next to it, I walked that line, which it's a decent line. It would be a lot worse if it was wet and not hero traction that day. But I had Timmy just like, yeah, dude, you're doing perfectly fine. And I've got a front tire that's hanging a foot and a half in the air. And I'm sitting like if I was wearing a hat and it fell off, it would hit the hatch. It wouldn't hit the, you know, back of the seat. So (laughs) the level of confidence that a good spotter gives you is a huge boost. And a second set of eyes is really important. Um. But what if your tires aren't on the ground and you don't have a spotter? What do you do then? They're not on the ground or they are on the ground? Now your is gone. Yeah. (laughs) I I was more alluding to the fact of when we were at Brookridge and Grant was literally like, if you ever seen uh, one of those little carousel boxes, you open them up and there's a little ballerina spitting. I swear to God, that was Grant. His. (laughs) <laughs> the rock was perfectly on his cross member and he was just like do 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 that's classic I, that is something like, so... that he would do though because he likes to do that uh were you, you were at my bell the day that he decided he was going to go up the backside of the uh rock pile at the top and Ugh. ended Ugh. up with a rock having to get winched out bad. 
So yeah, it was a similar spot. Uh, but in the sense of like, I was just kidding because like you were talking about confidence in your spotter. Um, I, I was confident, but I was just like, this is a pretty yeah, fucked I mean, up situation. No matter uh, how that, I say it, like, <laughs> and that's totally fine. That's sort of, I mean, that's half the fun, right? But it, it's it's my responsibility if I get my jeep in a shitty spot. I'm not going to blame the spotter because you know there's a lot of stuff that can happen. But at least if they're coming at coming at me with this. You know, confidence that that what they think will happen will happen then i'll I'll give it a shot that that gives me it's like it's like i've been saying over and over it's like it's a confidence thing for me coming from them right as long as you can inspire confidence in me and my inability to drive and your ability to spot right then then we're good to go all right well now that makes me feel better i was definitely like um I was just I was just laughing because I was like, I know what I need the Jeep to do, but it's he just has no tires on the it. ground. Yeah. And, <laughs> and at the time, I, yeah, you had just fixed your winch. But like I knew that I needed to like I was like, all right, I'm just going to have him winch of this, have him drive forward and keep the winch going. But like I had four other people who were like, that's not a good idea. He's going to flip. And I'm like, first off, I don't think this is not the worst spot for Graham to flip. If he if he flips, he's just going to flop over. Second off, I know for a fact that if I tell him to keep his wheel speed up so that way he catches traction on the rock that he was hung up on and then keep the winch keeping his like the I guess more like an anchor keeping the front down, then you're fine. But like everybody else was just like. That's not a good idea. That's stupid. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. Like it's that's just, another yeah. thing that I like in a spotter. I like someone that I'm comfortable with because I know that they have experience at it. Like the first time Timmy spotted with me, I literally had never wheeled with him, but I know a ton of people that have, and it was just like, no, he's a good spotter. He's spotted people at Humble Pie, and I'm like, you know, I'm a small fish in that pie, or uh. In that sea, I guess. It's a fish pie out here. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but like, I'm a small. It nothing that I am doing is like extreme. So he'll know roughly what to do in this situation. And even if he wasn't going to know it, I had the confidence in the back of my head that that this kid knows what he's talking about. So I just did what he said. Um. You know, and, like, when I'm spotting for, you know, you, uh, Graham, or Kish, I know all of your rigs really, really well. So getting you guys up an obstacle is very easy for me to do because I know roughly what your rig is going to do. I've had a hand in either building them or helping with the build. I know roughly what the Jeep is, and I know what the driver is going to do because of the amount of time I've spent wheeling with you guys. So, do you feel that it's like I, I've noticed a few times that we've gone wheeling with uh, newer people who are fresh to the group or who are friends of a friend of a friend, uh, becoming irritated when they don't trust the spotter, uh, that they just start doing dangerous things, meaning like flooring it unnecessarily, uh, aiming in directions towards people or pushing past people on trail. Uh, do you feel that, uh, do you feel that that's like worse than having no spotter? I feel like that's worse than having no spotter, but if I'm being brutally honest in my experience spotting for everyone that I end up spotting for, I never deal with that. So we're not going to talk about battlegrounds with the red YJ. 
All right. Well, that was one <laughs> exception, and I really don't want to discuss that if we're being brutally honest. Like, no, you're fine. Just I was not I, one of those conversations that I feel is appropriate. Yeah, I was just more saying the sense of like, oh, yeah. I, I I've experienced that a few times. That not just that day. I've experienced where people are just they don't care, they won't listen, or they only trust one person, but they won't speak up enough to have that yeah. person be their spotter. Yeah, I understand that. Um... And one thing that I find entertaining is I raise my voice when I'm spotting people because I like to be heard. I have my number one pet peeve is when my shouter is not, er, wow, when my <laughs> spotter is not like literally almost yelling at me or shouting at me. If I am in the middle of trying to get it and my Jeep's pegged at like 4,800 RPMs, I can't hear you. If you're just going to say something, I can't stand that. So when I am dealing with uh, Wrangler owners, generally I don't have as much of a problem with that. But at the same time, I still am loud so that way everyone that's with me knows what I am saying if I am the chosen spotter. And I won't spot unless I'm chosen to do it. And I feel like that's a major, maybe not a confidence booster, but like an authority. I hate to use a Google term, but like almost an authoritative sp uh, source, because like if someone is confidently telling you in a loud voice, listen, you're good. You just need to back up straight, cut your wheel over two inches, roll into the throttle as you roll out of the brake pedal and you'll have it. It helps. Yep. See, I tried doing yep. that with, with Caitlin, and she yells back at me. So how do I handle that situation? <laughs> uh, you don't spot your girlfriend. I was is, just going to say that. It is so frustrating. Honestly, it is one of the most frustrating things that I deal with. with I can't like, spot she, Morgan. She only, she only reacts to you like that yes because colin could tell her to do a fucking backflip and jump to the moon and she'll be like yes sir and just fucking do it and then i'm like hey babe just drive over that rock like it's it's a two-foot rock you got this and she's like i'm gonna die like it, it is oh hey, dude it's like i'm not oh. i'm not saying anything in particular but i don't spot for morgan if morgan decides she wants to drive my rig colin or graham is going to spot it and the so, reason for that is because I ha I get a different reaction out of her than someone else would, just like because of the personal interaction. Uh -huh. I I feel like to me it's just easier to let a significant other be spotted by someone else. Yeah, yeah. I've I've definitely come to that conclusion too. Like I I'm sure you guys have noticed because lately, like... like when oh, I was sorry. spotting uh Caitlin in your rig. I had zero issues with that. It was just, yep, you, you're good. Cut two feet over, and um, you don't need to bump it. You need to just let it kind of do the floppy eye rock thing. <laughs> have you, actually, have you guys, actually, it's been a while since you guys have been to Ma Bell. That obstacle is six foot deeper than what it was that day that we were there. I'm not oh, kidding. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's, it's that's so normal. Like, there was you like would a you not know there's like that believe the amount that that trail has changed in the 7 years I've been going there. It used to be you could literally drive a stock a lawnmower up it. Not even a lawnmower, like you could get a lawnmower up the bypasses, but you could drive a stock Cherokee up the main trail with like 32s and a minor trim on the fenders. Even loading dock? Not loading dock, but uh, 
you could go up next to loading dock on that little yeah. section right there and make it up that with like 32s and maybe a Aussie in the front if you were going to hit that particular section. Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. But like I I was just blown away. It literally has two new like step ups to it um in that one section where that you're talking about with, where you guided Caitlin up. And looking at it now it's like, yeah, at that time my Jeep would not have made it up that whatsoever. But um yeah, and that's it's the same as happened with Brookridge too. We keep going back to Brookridge, but I mean this that one obstacle that we were talking about earlier that I made it up and Luke made it up, and then we went back recently. I couldn't even get to the obstacle really. And I got like halfway to it and just nothing. I think it was also partial that uh, part, blah, blah, blah. it was partially also that um well I really just fucking said those words completely backwards. Um <laughs> uh that it was it was raining quite hard and then it also started snowing. So rocks were cold and there it was completely wet. Yeah. But you're not wrong. They sent the buggy guys up that trail two hours before we got there. And they didn't make it up either. They didn't and make that it was up probably and, better conditions. Yeah, and it was dug out horribly. But and they and they followed the three uh three try rule like literally. We had um we had the cut forty four swan uh boggers so we had assault weapons trying to get up that and they couldn't do it. Jesus, Jesus, and we shovels. Had YJ who was just hammering his jeep to get up in. He uh he 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 took a good stab at it, but yeah, we all got denied. Yeah, that was that was true commitment to try and get up. Alrighty. <laughs> Uh, any anything else we got tonight? I don't know. I no? think that's a pretty good spot to cut it. All right, guys, keep it rubber side down, shiny side up, and we will see you all next time. Have a good evening.